God, someone come this morning may need their heads lifted up, oh God. And Father, we're praying, Lord God, even as the word is on its way, that their heads begin to lift and they begin to look high, Lord God, and see you this morning, oh Father God. Some may be here this morning as a spectator, and some may be here this morning to hear a word from you, Lord. And we all need a word from you. And the word, Lord God, we pray this morning will come and touch the hearts of your people and bless us all and keep us from this day and days to come. We ask you, Father, just to bless our pastor and keep him under your watchful eye, he and his wife both, as they travel to and from. Lord God, bless their family in their time of bereavement. Lord God, in their mourning, Lord God, let their mourning turn into dancing because his grandmother was a good soldier in the Lord. And we've all seen that and witnessed it. And Father, we just want to thank you that, Lord God, this hour of your worship service be blessed from this point forward. And it's all in the mighty matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Once again, I want to have you turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 2 and 8. Amen. Turn there and hold your finger in the word of God. Ephesians 2 and 8. And once again, 2 Corinthians 12th chapter, 1st through the ninth verses. When you find it, signify with the words of amen. Ephesians 2 and 8. And it reads as thus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of of God. The ninth verse also. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. Let's go over a few pages back to Second Corinthians, the twelfth chapter, one through nine. And we are reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know. God knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but God knows how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. 
Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be, or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of his word this morning. Thanking God so much for this opportunity to break forth the bread of life. I won't keep you long, but I'll make sure, I'll make sure, very sure, that you get what you need. I don't know what you come for this morning, but you will get what you need. And if you don't need it now, if you need it later, it'll be right there for you. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor something good is going to happen to you. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, something good is going to happen to you. Amen. I like to use that phrase, amen, to see if everybody is uh, awake. <laughs> I've been awake since 3.30 this morning, amen, preparing for the word, and I feel good about that. Amen. Something good is going to happen to you. This morning I opened my dialogue with you by asking a simple question. Are you saved? The reason why I ask such a question is because by the time this message is over, someone may need to hear the answer, the question in their hearts before the altar call of invitation is opened up. Let's take a brief second and say, am I truly saved? Early this morning, the Lord instilled in my heart to relay this message, and the message is his concern for his people, both saved and unsaved. After having an eventful and turbulent year last year, the Lord granted me grace to continue on and to see what the end would be. The grace of God is more than just sufficient. It has carried us safely this far. I like the song that goes, we have come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord, 
and we are trusting in his holy word. He never failed me yet. Amen. Can I get a witness this morning? Has he failed you yet? He has not failed you yet. Keep on living, and you'll see that he won't fail you. Amen. Each and every morning upon awakening, we must find ourselves desiring more of his grace. Why? Because his grace is sufficient. In fact, it's not just sufficient just for one time, but it continues until we cease to be no more. Immediately following Father's Day, which was an enjoyable and fun day. Amen. Happy belated Father's Day. Spending time with family and laughing and just enjoying life. The enemy tried to hand me confusion, and I quickly commanded him to get thee behind me, Satan. Sometimes when we are troubled, Amen. It's for a reason. And the reason is that God will not let you always go without a trial in your life. Sometimes the trials may last a full day. Sometimes the trials may last a whole week. Sometimes the trial may last a whole year. Amen. But God is yet on our side. Thereafter, I was granted God's amazing grace and went on to have a blessed and prosperous day. Amen. So in saying that, we have to make sure that we put the devil under our feet. If we say we are Christians, amen, we, can't, we got to put our foot down sometimes. And sometimes we put our foot down with each other we should, we should be loving each other instead of fighting each other. Am I right about it? His promises and blessings are yea and amen. In this day and age, we must all get what we can when it comes to laying hold on what God has promised us. This morning, we find ourselves afforded the opportunity to access a gift from God, and that gift is heaven, which is lightly taken lightly most of the time. So tell me, what do you know about heaven? Do you believe that there is a heaven? I don't hear nobody saying nothing this morning. Do you believe that there is a heaven? Some tell me, so tell me, what do you know about heaven? Do you believe that there is a heaven? Most of us would venture to say that we don't know or we really don't know that there is a heaven, let alone if I'm going to make it to heaven. Well, let me tell you, there is a place called heaven, and as we speak this day, God is preparing this place for us, a prepared place for a prepared 
people. Now his grace is the gift that is given, not just one time, but it keeps on giving. And we can truly say that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? That's how his grace works. Now, grace is the gift that is given to us, and it keeps on flowing, keeps on moving. It is unstoppable, and the reason why it is all of the above is because God does not give you something, then take it back. Now, back to being saved. Once saved, they say, always saved, but that's not true. Sometimes we get weak in our flesh, and we fall backwards, but the amazing grace lifts us up, and God takes us back just as if nothing had ever been done. In the text this morning, we find out that Paul had a vision of paradise, And while he was there, God showed him some things. And the things that God showed him were so powerful that when he came down out of the third heaven, he could not say a word about this experience because it was something he could not tell right away. But he had to wait and see what was the meaning of this thing. Sometimes God can take us out of our comfort zone and he can try us and to see if we are really who we say we are in the kingdom of God. Amen. Has he tried you yet? If he hasn't, just keep on living. Amen. He's going to try you. But the thing about God's trials They come to help us. They do not come to hurt us. Amen. Y'all can say amen. 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 Never at any time since I've been saved in 32 years have I seen God hurt me. The one I want him to put a hurting on is the devil. Amen. That put a hurting on me. But I heard Paul say in the scriptures, he says, I sought the Lord three times, and he did not move this thorn out of my flesh. I remember when I was in the military, how that when it was time to go out for training or deployment, I was on my knees, and I said, God, don't let me go. Don't let me go. Not that I was a coward or Or that I was afraid to go. I was willing to do my duties, but my flesh just wasn't up for it. How many times that you have thought that thought, Lord, if this thing would just pass from me, I don't care who it goes to. Give it to somebody else. But he brings it right back to us because that's what we need. We need to be stretched We need to be pulled so that we can 
continue to move forward in him. Sometimes we have dreams, and the dreams will stick with you for quite some time. And you're trying to find out what's the meaning of this dream. The meaning of the dream is this. You might want to write this down. The meaning of the dream is this, that if it stays with you for a while, write it down because God is going to bring the answer later. Amen? A lot of us are afraid of our dream because we see too many skeletons coming out the closet. And we say, ooh, that was a nightmare. I don't want to remember that. And sometimes our dreams, we cannot speak of our dreams right away. We got to wait till God gives us the answer because our interpretation might be wrong. And that's the way Paul was when he was in the third heaven. He seen some things that he never even imagined seeing. And they were mysterious to him. But when he came down... He had to humble himself before God so that God can use him just like we know him to have been used. Paul said, lest I speak as a fool and be above myself. I'm looking for trouble. He said, I won't speak as a fool. He said, I'll just hold my peace because God has got something for me. Now, the Bible speaks of heaven in three different instances. Genesis 1 and 1 says that God created the heavens, plural. The first heaven is the atmosphere around the earth. The second heaven is is commonly referred to as outer space. Exodus 32 and 13 is one of many references to the stars of the heavens. The third heaven, which is mentioned in 2 Corinthians 1 1 through 4. Paul also called it paradise in verse 4. Paul says, if I glory and take pleasure in anything, it will be my infirmities because my infirmities will make me humble. Each time I speak about the things of God, I speak about the things of myself, then I will begin to boast and, as I forestated, become or look like a fool. And as I said and read for you, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. People of God, this morning, hear me. I've heard more than one time talking to people, And they said, oh, we had this great prophet come to our church, and he had a a great revelation. Well, what was the revelation? 
He told us to come back next week, and he'll reveal the revelation to us. Now, what kind of prophet is that? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm not putting anybody down. But you have to watch who you listen to. Everybody don't have the word. A lot of people are now, or some people, I would say, are coming now just to fill their pockets up and line them with them greenbacks and walk away, and you still be in lack. You still be poor. You still be broke, busted, and disgusted. And God is not a God like that. If anything, the true man of God brings the word to you, it should be a true word, and then the signs follow after. So be not deceived, because God is not mocked. And back to Paul. He said in one version, at, at first I did not think of it as a gift and beg God to remove it. Three times I did that, and he told me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength or my power is made perfect in weakness. We must be careful what we ask God to move from our life, what we should be saying is, Lord, if it be your will. Asking God to pass his cup from me is simply robbing yourself of a blessing. Amen. How many want to lose your blessing? I didn't hear anybody. Nobody want to lose their blessing because... When God bless you, can't no man, no man curse you. When God bless you, can't no devil in hell curse you. Y'all still sleep this morning. I say that again. When God bless you, can't no devil in hell curse you because you're covered under the blood. It was not my will, but his will that he was trying to accomplish in my life and career. Each time I prayed and nothing happened, then I felt let down. I say, did God hear me? I want out of this thing. He's not going to let you out of it, but he's going to take you through it. And then he's going to turn around and bless you. Y'all looking at me kind of funny this morning. I know it's early. I know it's early. But God sent me here to tell you that if you pray and something don't happen, just keep on going. When you pray and something don't happen, he is lining things up for you. So you can be blessed. And if you go above and beyond waiting, then you're going to miss your blessing. And then you're going to still be praying and the blessing done pass right on by you. Do you want your blessing to pass you by? 
no, no, no. So pray, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Pray and stand still. Don't move, because if you move, your blessing is going to pass right by you. And you're going to look up and say, what was that? What was that? And then God's going to bring it back to you and going to say, you just missed your blessing. He don't want you to go that route, but he wants you to stay right there and wait. And if I had it to do all over again, I'll go back and I'll stay there and wait because I miss my blessing. (laughs) And God has sent me here this morning to tell you he don't want you to miss your blessing. Now, furthermore, I want to share something with you that I brought back from the workshop yesterday, and we'll close. Heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Man is a sinner. He cannot save himself. God is merciful and does not want to punish us. God is just and must punish our sin. Let me say that again. God is merciful and does not want to punish us. God is just and must punish sin. Christ is both God and man. He died on the cross and rose from the dead to pay the penalty for our sin and purchase a place in heaven for us. Faith is not just head knowledge. Nor is it just temporary faith. True saving faith is trusting in Jesus alone for our eternal life. Amen. The word of God has been spoken. You may stand to your feet.